Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. That dirty little three-letter word, sin, of course, has caused great sadness, sorrow, pain, separation, destruction, and death in the human race. I don't think anyone would deny that all of those things are present. There would be some that would deny that the cause is sin, but it is true. The cause is sin. And furthermore, at some level, it is our sin. My personal sin has consequences. But thankfully, and I want you to hear this, thankfully, our God is merciful. He has provided the way to deal with our sin. Romans chapter 5, verses 18 and 19 say this, So then, as through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men. I want to stop there for a moment. That one transgression was Adam and Eve way back in the Garden of Eden in the beginning of human history, when they disobeyed God and ate from the forbidden tree, that one transgression brought condemnation on all humans. Here's the rest of that verse. Even so, through one act of righteousness, there resulted justification of life to all men. For as through the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, even so through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. A merciful God provided a way to deal with our sin. You know, God could have just cut it all off right there. He could have destroyed Adam and Eve uh, and before they ever had children and offspring, and, and it could have been over, and he could have started over, or he could have done something else. He's God, but God wanted to reveal his mercy and grace and his love to us. And so he provided another way, and we're talking about that on today's podcast. So, to better understand the truth that the penalty for uh, the sin of all of us who believe is paid, we have to know God's character. And a good insight into that, and there are so many places, but a good insight is to go back again to Isaiah chapter 6. And we'll see there a vision that Isaiah had of of Almighty God. And here it is. In the year of King Uzziah's death, I, Isaiah, saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty or high and exalted with the train of his robe filling the temple. In other words, there is that great majesty and awesome appearance. Seraphim, or angels, stood above him, each having six wings. With two he covered his face... With two he covered his feet, and with two he flew, and one called out to another and said, back and forth, they were saying this, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory, and the foundations of the thresholds trembled at the voice of him who called out, while the temple was filling with smoke, and this was just, the again, evidence of the overwhelming glory of this holy, righteous, separate, almighty God. 
Then I said, Isaiah said, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And that's what happens when you get a clear vision, a true clear vision of a holy, righteous God. You instantly realize that you and I are unrighteous in His presence. But I'm glad for verse 6, because verse 6 symbolizes what we're talking about today. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, and your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is forgiven. There it is. We have to uh, understand that there is a holy and righteous God who cannot cannot ever overlook sin. He can never look the other way. And the truth is, Romans chapter 1, verse 18, God reveals His wrath against sin. Here's what it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. God's wrath has been revealed from heaven against our unrighteousness. And and uh, that's the way it is. God would not be holy and just if He let sin go. He has to punish sin. We've got to understand that. But here is what we're getting at today. God, in His mercy and grace, provided a substitute to take His wrath against sin. And that substitute is none other than the God-man, the Lord Jesus Christ, the second man in the triune Godhead. Hebrews chapter 7, verses 26 and 27 says, For it was fitting for us to have such a high priest, speaking of Jesus, holy, innocent, undefiled, separate from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. That's Jesus, sinless one, who does not need daily, like those high priests of the Old Testament, to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins, because obviously he had none. That's what the Scriptures just said. And then for the sins of the people, because this he did once for all when he offered up himself. There it is. God in his mercy and grace provided a substitute his own self to take his wrath against our sin. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28 puts it this way. Also also Christ having been offered once to bear the sins of many will appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those who eagerly wait for him. He was offered once for us so that we could have uh, salvation. He stood in our place. We did the crime. He did the time. Uh, we were the sinners. He was the sinless one. And yet he in mercy and grace. And I want to keep emphasizing that because we've talked about knowing God, knowing that he's holy, he's righteous, he's just. And out of that holiness, righteousness, and justice, he has to reveal his wrath against sin. He has to punish it. But he also is merciful and gracious. And in that mercy, he provided a way to deal with that sin so that we don't have to have that penalty on us. You see, when, uh, when Jesus died, God's wrath and his justice was fully satisfied. 
I love what Isaiah chapter 53 says and what a powerful, powerful passage it is. Uh, let me just read a few of those verses. And I want you just to let these verses so- soak in, would you? Would you let them soak in? He was despised, speaking of Jesus. This is uh, Isaiah 53, 3. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised, and we did not esteem him, didn't respect him when he was here. Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. Did you hear that? For our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him. Well-being would be uh, our spiritual well-being. And by his stripes, his scourging, we are healed. And that is a spiritual healing. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. There it is. It fell on him. Now listen to what verses 10 and 11 say there in Isaiah chapter 53. But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief, if he would render himself as a guilt offering. See, that's what Jesus did. He rendered himself as a guilt offering for our guilt, for our condemnation, for our sin. He will see his offspring. He will prolong his days and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper his hand. That, by the way, is a reference to the resurrection. But listen to what verse 11 says. As a result of the anguish of his, Jesus' soul, as a result of the anguish of Jesus' soul, he, the Father, God, will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many as he will bear their iniquities. Jesus satisfied God's wrath. He fully paid the penalty for our sins. And that's what is referred to as propitiation. Jesus was the full satisfaction, the payment in full, the propitiation for us who believe. First John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 say, say this, My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins. Not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. Aren't you glad that Jesus was the full satisfaction? He paid the penalty for our sins. And because the penalty has been paid, when we believe, when we believe, when we trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord and Him alone, when we believe, we are forgiven and we are declared righteous by God. That's called being justified. Because the penalty is paid, we've been justified. In other words, I view it like this. I see a courtroom and God the Father is the judge. And here we stand before Him. And the case is brought against us. It doesn't take much. And God brings the gavel down and says, you're guilty. You are guilty. You're a sinner. All have sinned. But then Jesus steps up and says, Father, I am their intercessor. I'm their mediator. I am their uh, attorney. And I already paid the penalty. And they've accepted that. They have trusted me. And so now, Father, 
Uh, what are you going to do about it? And the father brings the gavel down again, the judge, and he says, you are righteous. And once God declares you righteous, you're forever righteous. Aren't you glad to know that? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, uh, He, the Father, made Him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to become sin on our behalf, that we might be made the righteousness uh, of God in Christ Jesus. And so, there with a great exchange occurred. He took our sin, even though He was sinless, and He paid for that sin in full, so that when we trust Him, when we believe in Him, when we turn our lives over to Him, uh, he forgives us of that sin, and not only that, but He credits us with His righteousness. So when God looks at us, He sees righteousness. That's uh, We stand before God. When God sees us, He sees holiness, righteousness, perfection. It's not ours. It's nothing that we did whatsoever. It is a totally free gift from God, but it's all because sin's penalty was paid. That dirty little three-letter word brings death, destruction, and eternal punishment, except for the fact that Jesus paid the penalty and satisfied it in full for those who would believe. And that is you and that is me if you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Sin's penalty is done. But, you know, even though that's true, that happened for me over 50 years ago, still I battle with sin, don't you? A battle with sin. And and God has something to say about that. And on the next podcast, we're going to talk about not the penalty being paid, but the power of sin being broken. The power of sin being broken and how we can live in victory. Not sinless perfection, but in victory. I hope that you'll come back and listen to the next podcast. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.